Folks, how we doing today? Uh, I gotta tell you, I really do enjoy these, uh, I don't know, I don't really call them, are they called daily conversations, communications? Uh, it just really helps me kind of, you know, kind of ground myself and really ask questions, you know, based on, you know, all this stuff going on, you know, what does it all mean, you know, what, uh, what if anything I could do to help put it out there? What are we going to do in our business, um, life, you know, all those things. So the topic for this, you know, this Sunday morning conversation is, and it kind of came, came to me kind of a roundabout way is, is really when you're looking at situations in general, uh, people generally fall into two camps, right? Is it, is it good or bad? Is, is it, is this thing half full or half empty? And I ask you to kind of sit back today or maybe over the next week and kind of think think to yourselves, you know, how do you process information? Um, because I think you'll see that generally you're, generally you sort of see the downs, only see the downside and your mind grinds there. Or perhaps you only see the upside and, you know, that's all you see. And you know, the key is to see both, right? I've always talked about when I when I talk with folks or mentor for folks is we have to control the downside so the upside can take care of itself. Something I wrote about uh, at the very end of our book uh, is probably more relevant now uh, than ever. So when we left, you know, or I should say when I left, right? Because Olivia, Olivia left well, I guess when I left, she had already been out three years. She's been out five years. I've been out two uh, from a daily job. But something I talked about at the end of the book, I believe, is very important today. Right? We talked about at the end of the book, we were, we were rejuggling or repositioning our debt. Right? We know, having lived through the 08 crisis, that too much debt really can hurt you, right? So I talk about being conservative when you buy. I'm not the high leverage person, you know, flipping 2x the median has never been my thing. But something we did at the end, uh, or, you know, the end of work or beginning of retirement, whatever you want to call it was, if you recall, we looked at our portfolio, and we adjusted our debt position, right? Our net worth stayed the same because we, you know, we took from Paul and paid Peter, if you will. Specifically, we refinanced our small multifamily, so residential, think duplex, triplex, quads, fourplexes. So we upped, you know, we were probably 40% LTV at the time. So we took those up to 60%, right? So still very conservative. But that refinance gave us a pile of cash. Again, as you've seen in our story, we never take cash out refi money and do anything except put it into real estate. So what we did with that pile of money is we paid off a sing bunch of single family homes. And in the book, I talked about that just that being the just in case portfolio. Well, you know, <laughs> looks like a pretty good idea now. Um, so again, right, what what we wanted to do, again, protecting the downside, right? Uh, I don't see uh, things going this direction, but again, it, it just, I'm just trying to, to show that if you look at both the good and the bad, you can prepare yourself for stuff like this. So, 
you know, now if uh, economic Armageddon comes and, you know, suddenly we have 90% unemployment and just silly numbers, um, you know, the banks can take the, the fourplexes in theory and, you know, we'll keep all of the houses. That's just how the lending works. Again, I don't see this coming. I see this as a very short-term thing. But the reason I bring this up is, are you, you know, what are you doing to prepare for things like this? Really what I wanted to ask today is, what are you going to learn from this event? That's the big thing. What are you going to learn? Right? Every crisis gives you an opportunity to learn. Um, and you got to pay attention. You got to look for it. You got to evaluate yourself, right? If, if you're playing, oh, woe is me, or, um, you know, it, it just doesn't work. You're not going to learn anything. You're going to just keep doing what you're doing. What are you going to learn, right? And we've been given, you know, a gift, if you choose to look at it as a positive side, that we have time, right? Life has slowed down for a couple of weeks. So what are you going to do? Are you going to... You know, Netflix and chill? Are you going to read headlines and freak out? Uh, are you going to hoard toilet paper? Right? What, what, are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to, you know, on the positive side, are you going to spend more time with the people you love the most? Are you going to uh, learn a language? Are you going to, you know, learn a, a musical instrument? What, what, what are you going to do, you know, to take care of this? So those are the things I'm thinking about. Um, I suggest, you know, you kind of figure out a way to control or improve your financial future. Uh, I suggest the best time to learn a market is when it pivots because it becomes obvious things are changing. Um, the last five or six years, it's, it's not been impossible. You just had to do it more frequently to learn your market. Uh, you need to learn your market if you're ready to get into real estate investing because I think you've been a, given a gift in 2020. Most people are not prepared for what is about to come, living paycheck to paycheck. They will not be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of us. In the chaos, there will be tons of opportunity. There will be, it will become at a point very obvious where the opportunity is. And if you learn the market, you have confidence in yourself, you will be able to strike a deal, get conservative financing. And when this passes, not if, when this passes, you will look like a genius. People will call you lucky. Just smile and move on. You know it takes work. You need to learn a market and do all those things. So get ready. You know, use, use this time. It's it slowed down. Life has slowed down a little bit. It doesn't, it, I, it never has done this before. It did it a little bit after 9-11, in fairness. Life was slow after 9-11, right? Um, I think this is going to be longer and certainly different, right? Then if you remember 9-11 slowing down, that was, that was bad. That was just, yeah, I remember being stuck in front of the TV for days and finally had to turn it off. But yeah, this is, this is a time to learn. So, you know, go to YouTube University, you know, figure out what you want to do and, and have some fun. <laughs> Man, there's something in my office that makes me sneeze. Get rid of one of these plants. Um, so what did I pull out today? I still pulled out a bunch of stuff. Let's talk about it. Um, again, as I talked about yesterday, I'm so happy we started putting some wins on the board. We still have lots of losses coming, right? That's what I watch for. Losses, wins, all of that stuff. Um, we finally got some W's on the board. It was, it was looking pretty bad. Uh, but 
once you get the first couple, it, it starts to it starts to turn around. I we we are going to have a horrible Monday, I think. Uh, Apple closed all its stores. Nike closed all its stores. Uh, there are businesses that are saying, you know what, we need to sh- we need to turn off some revenue, and um, you know get ready for you know to, to do our part to fight this. So that's pretty cool. Um, what else is going on? Oh, the government. I, I think we need to pre- be prepared for the government to take ownership stakes in what you know we call the travel apocalypse: cruise lines, airlines, hotels, events. We just need to be ready for that. Uh, frankly, I want the government to take an ownership stake. I do not want them to bail them out with no interest loans or payments or whatever that is. I want them to take ownership stakes, you know, 10, 15, 20%. Because frankly, when this passes, I want them to sell for a profit and pay off some of our national debt. That's what they should do. I believe they did something like this with AIG and made hundreds of millions of dollars. So let's do that again. Uh, again, I think Monday is going to be ugly. Um, the thing that scared me the most is Carl Icahn coming out saying he's shorting commercial real estate. Uh, malls, uh, towers, things of that nature. I think that is uh, that is just scary to think about. But again, scary equals opportunity in the future. Hello, Jimbo. What are you doing over there? My dog wants to go out, so let's 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 walk over here on this live stream and let him out. There you go, buddy. Have fun. Knock yourself out. Go. All right. Sorry about that. I have my dog with me in the morning. All right, so uh, Carl Icahn, uh, shorting commercial real estate. I think that's interesting. He's talking about um, banks sort of doing what they did in housing. Uh, so I'm going to have to look at that and kind of figure that out, see if there's opportunity for guys, the small guy to buy. I'm guessing this is the big stuff, uh, but we will see. Uh, and then I just saw something with the Apple Card. I don't know if you all have the Apple Card or know what it is, uh, but I just saw something actually on Meet Kevin. I think I think Meet Kevin did this on a... Instagram post. So he gets all credit for this. Uh, he took a picture of it. You're not following Meet Kevin. Uh, follow him. He uh, he puts out a lot of good stuff. Uh, highly edited stuff. So uh, he, he's pretty good at this. But anyway, the Apple Card is letting you skip the March payment. Uh, if I saw the Instagram post correctly, there's basically a link to contact Apple or the processor where you fill out some forms and basically you can skip the uh, April payment. With no interest. I suspect we are going to have a federally mandated or promoted or whatever you want to call it uh, debt. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's not called forgiveness. Basically, we're going to say, you know what? Keep those interest payments for probably May and June, maybe May, June, July uh, to get through this. It's very clear that this is becoming an economic uh, event and we're going to have to get after it. That's why I'm fairly confident that the government should be proactive and get ready to take ownership stakes in key companies um, because there are going to be some that are in trouble. And uh, if we do it right, they can buy at the bottom. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, the citizens of the America could actually benefit from it and have that profit pay off some national debt. Frankly, uh, I would tap Warren Buffett and say, hey, Warren Buffett, blank check which companies do we need, what kind of warrants and, and agreements we have, um, you know, do this for your country kind of stuff. And, um, you know, again, let's, it's going to take just massive 
action, big wins, big Ws to finally put this behind us. Uh, I think uh, I think the bottom is closer than it was a couple weeks ago. Obviously, um, it is probably. I'm guessing it's probably three weeks away because the one sector that makes me nervous is tech. It hasn't had its big scary thing. Uh, I remember tech and the hammer it took uh, with the dot-com crash. We've seen nothing like that. Uh, I worked at a private company that, that had filed S1 paperwork to go public uh, right before um, 9-11. And um, we never made it. Right, That singular event blew up our next quarter. Uh, we had to lay off half the company. And we were sold within 11 or 12 months. And we were on a trajectory like that. 9-11. That's going to happen in tech. Uh, software will do better than hardware, but everybody will get hurt. Um, everybody will get hurt. And I'm not going to call a bottom until I see the blood in the streets on tech. Tech's... Too valuable, haven't taken down their numbers yet. And then when tech gets hit, the Bay Area will get hit. It's There's just more pain ahead. But it's always darkest before the dawn, as they say. And uh, we will get through this. I'm a little nervous about what Carl Icahn is talking about. That's, uh, that's an area nobody's looking at. At least I am not hearing about it. And it uh, it is likely a very big market that I need to go look at. So pretty scary. So... Uh, I'll probably talk to you later this evening, I think. Uh, I just see it coming. Um, I do think Monday is Monday and next week is going to be interesting. Um, you know, the federal government did a good thing on Friday, getting that thing through. Um, I think it's unlikely that they stay working together. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Uh, they need to work for the American people and stop, stop asking like acting like kindergarten, you know, first graders. It's just terrible. So, all the name calling and all that stuff is just not helpful. Why don't we, uh, why don't we put all that stuff aside, lock them in a room and get some stuff done? So, we'll see what happens. Uh, I need to do my goals for the day because even though it's a, you know, bad stuff's going on, you got to keep moving forward. So I owe you my goals update every Sunday. So that will be the next thing I do. And um, I have a couple of videos loaded. Uh, I was interviewed on somebody else's channel the other day, uh, Tim Knox, I believe. And uh, he allowed me to post those videos. So one of them, I think, goes out at 9 a.m. And the other will go out at noon or 3, uh, depending on when the, the files upload. So lots of lots of content coming. Um, you know, should should be a good day. Let me know what you think. Have a wonderful day and take care.